Welcome to Savvy Saturday, where we hope through real talk and business savvy, we help you become a little more confident, a bit more comfortable, and savvier about building your business. We're your hosts. I'm Nat. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Hilda. Good morning. Welcome to Savvy Saturday, ladies. Good How morning. How are you feeling? Two of you said you were hungover, and I was hungover two days ago. <laughs> yes, but the saddest part about this hangover, it's not from drinking, it's just from being old. Because <laughs> I got home at 10, and usually I am in bed by like 9.45. Aww. So. Me too, and I should not be, but I went out to, I'm going to plug this because it's a really nice little wine bar if you're here in Miami and Coconut Grove. It's called Los Felix. They just opened up. Hopefully, whenever you're listening to this, they're still there. It was really cool. I, I don't know. The turnaround on businesses, it is a pandemic still happening. So support, Very support true. your local businesses and go out safely. We were all masked, all those fun things. We were outside. But I had two very delicious Chilean wine glasses Ooh. and I woke up with a headache. So <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that anymore. I still love wine. Yeah. It's doing me dirty. <laughs> yeah. I had two drinks and I actually don't know if I'm just tired. Because I couldn't sleep because I was so thirsty. So I kept getting up to drink. <laughs> it's just like it's a cycle. It's just I drink because I'm problem. thirsty. I pee because I drink. <laughs> so here we are. A vicious cycle. Just not yeah. being able to hang anymore. It is what it is. And the pandemic has just made it even worse. Like I couldn't hang before. Y'all know this. But for sure. Now it's like, what? I know. Now it's like a real pants, real pants, real well, pants. Not only real pants, but also like commute. <laughs> drive. Like I have no focus and drive to go home. Exactly, and that's it. Well, speaking of hangovers, it leads a very long, far segue into business partners, our topic oh. of the day. Why? Because you go to a lot of networking events, you're schmoozing. I believe getting your business partner is very much part of like the dating process because you're creating this baby which is this business um, True. and I even like quite literally my for when I created my other marketing business in San Francisco I met my business partner because we were dancing and we were having some drinks we were doing our master's program and we actually got very hung over and then we're like we like each other and then the business came out a bit later on it's really interesting yeah I think that like you said it's something that is a bit of a dance and something I always say is choosing your business partner has to be more carefully done than how you even choose your spouse. And I say this because... Which is like, that is controversial, folks. It is, but person. I think so because legally, right? Like, I can go to the bank right now and start an account mm-hmm. without my husband. Yes. I can do that. I can go and purchase property without my husband. Mm-hmm. Thank if you, I feminism, went, for that. If I went, <laughs> no, but if I went and tried to open an account under Savvy Sector right now without you guys, I would not be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. The banker would say, bring in the other business partners. They need yes. to sign, and then we can get this Is done. Is she telling us that she's tried this without? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like that I think is something that's really important. I don't think people are aware of how involved you actually are with this person, and it's all fine and dandy when everything's going well, mm-hmm. right? True, everything's true. fine, fantastic. But what if I want to open it and you don't? Then what? Mm-hmm. I can't do it without you, you know? Mm-hmm. Or... We get a credit card, and I decide to buy, I don't know, oh, Jigglypuffs. I don't know. Whatever. What are Jigglypuffs? What's a Pokemon? Jigglypuff? <laughs> I think it's a Pokemon. It is my a son, Pokemon. My son's got me looking for it is a Pokemon. some weird what costume. Karaiku? So is it 
Who knows? Anyway, we found one costume for $300. No. And he's like, I can buy that. I have $300. No. I was like, do you know what else you could buy it for $300? He's like, what? He said, like, is that a lot of money? I was a like, flight to Costa Rica. No, I was like, <laughs> go to the Bahamas and come back for $300. And he's like, oh, I'd rather do that. I was like, exactly. exactly. We're not buying Great that. parenting. Really show so, him the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, Natalie, if you want to make this costume. No. Uh, yes. well, back on track. If I can mm-hmm. buy, you know, I can do this and then ruin your credit. Yeah, that's true. It's not that's that. That's so true. And then what? You know, so... I think that because of that, I say it's more, it's it's more involved than mm-hmm. you getting married, and I think that people don't realize that. And once you're in, you're in, and you're in deep. You yes. know, so very true. It's hard to dissolve um, a business if someone else doesn't want to. You mm-hmm. know, and if there's money or contracts on the line, it's even harder. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, that's so true, and I think. At least the learning here is that anybody are hustlers out there, right? If you're doing it by yourself and you're like, oh, I might be at a space where I need to bring on a CTO, right? Because it's a tech product or I need to um, hire somebody that's going to help me do my marketing. So we're really easy and quick to jump of thinking about uh, if there's no actual revenue coming in yet, like, oh, I'll give you equity. I'll give you some piece of my company. And that's like really hard. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine who's thinking about launching a new project and he was like, oh, what do you think about, like, the equity share and stuff? I'm like, don't, don't talk about equity until you even know they can produce. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. And find ways to pay the person yeah. before this even happens because owning part of a business is a lot. It's really hard. It's really hard to get in and out of. And then they have decision-making skills. And what if you don't trust that? Like, it, I totally agree. And I think there's a – how I like to think about it and how I share with people, me, still single ladies. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> out here in the streets um (laughs) so fun so love this journey for me gonna really put out like we kind of joke around like what would your perfect or not perfect no one's perfect what would your ideal partnership look like right like Mm -hmm. you want them to be thoughtful you want them to be kind also think of that before you one offer anybody kind of equity any kind of building of your of your business partnership is like do you need them to be um, really good at uh, finances, right? The same mm-hmm. way you would want your husband or your wife or your partner, whatever you want to call them, be like, I need someone that's going to be really good at finances because mm-hmm. that's not my strength. Yeah. So building that uh, list of like, like your ideal match, if yeah. you will, for your business, your characteristics, your characteristics is really critical. So let me let me ask you guys something, right? And for those who disagree, just close your ears here, <laughs> but. Like, I think about the journey with my husband, and you feel like you know people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's great dating, and you're hanging out, you're having a good time. But before we got married and we made that decision to become a a, a family on paper, we lived with each other, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, like, the ultimate test, right? It's like, can I wake up to you? Can Mm -hmm. I walk into the bathroom after you leave it? Like, you know, those those little things that you're like, can I live with this person for the rest of my life? And Mm -hmm. then... Once we got to the point where we were like, yeah, we can do this. And then we decided, you know, let's take that leap and get married. What is that in the business world? Like, what does that trial, I guess, trial run look like? Yeah. So at least for me, from what I've seen, and I kind of give to people, I literally date them in the sense of like, co-work with them one day. Talk about how, how they're doing on their projects, this project's become almost like their friend. 
hang out with them, see what, what their thought processes are. It's easy to get really excited about projects and all these things together, but have that time. And if you're going to do a business, like literally take it one project at a time. If you're looking for someone that's going to help you, I don't know, I keep going to tech because that's that's where I saw a lot of like this business partnership conversation when I was in SF was, all right, if we're going to build this, let's let's see how we can do like a hackathon together. Mm. So my, my business partner and I at the time, we went to a hackathon at the Impact Hub and it was a commitment of two days and you would, it was almost like building a business in two days and you were giving the prompts and like, okay, now you have to do interviews and see like, will this product, and at the end of it, there was a pitch. They're super cool. But what did I learn in that moment is like, one, she's such, she was such a hard worker. She would commit. But then I was like, you know what? I'm the one who needs a break because we've been at this for six straight hours and I need to go take a walk. And she was more like more type A, really wanted to keep going. So I think you could learn a lot about that in these small uh, situations and, and projects that you can do. Um, I don't know how that would look like, like maybe on a product side or something yeah. like that, but maybe even asking, I do this with a lot of people as I try to grow my network. I'm like, maybe we could do an event together. Mm. What would that look like? If it's doing a panel together, how do we co-host something? So that way I can learn how you work professionally because a lot of the times what I've seen in business partnerships, and this could be wrong because I've heard of people who are in the corporate world and be like, you know what? You want to leave this job. I want to leave this job. We both want to start our own, let's say, marketing agency. Let's go do that together. And I've already worked with you, so I understand that. But if you don't work in the same space and you're trying to bring things together, doing those little events or doing these mini projects, I think you can learn a lot about someone's, like, even just how they email. Like, does it go well with how you like to interact with uh, other people? Um which I think is so critical because I've seen so many friends get into business partnerships. I'm thinking of one right now that it's like, it just blew up in her face. Quite literally, they were no longer mission aligned, but the other person had more say and more control and all of these things, wouldn't listen to her. Um, and and it was like an impact project, so it was affecting other people's lives. So it was like really oh, wow. important to learn that beforehand. And I think what happened was is that, you know, she dove too quick because you got enamored by the mission of what you can see right so I, I think everything you're saying I, I echo that and then one more thing I'd like to add is understanding who this person is and their core values because I think again mm-hmm. bringing it back to any other situation friendships or relationships whatever the person who you are will translate through your business um interactions and mm-hmm. your ethics right so who, what their core values are. Are they an honest person? Are they a person who is interested in the well-being of others? Or are they just money-hungry and will, you know, step on people to get uh, the work done? Which, you know, there are some people who are just very, you know, we're going to do this at any cost. Mm-hmm. And if you're that person, cool. That could be your business partner. But if you're the type of person who's like, I'm not going to trample people to get where I need to get, I'm going to, you know, take it slow or, or be considerate of people. And this person is not like that. That's not going to end well, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, sometimes you do get enamored by what the business idea could be. And you don't know who this person is really at their core. Mm-hmm. And like, I think bringing it back to like even doing like those personality tests, like how do we align? How Ooh, do I we interpret those. the world, you know? What's your yeah. horoscope? <laughs> what's, your, what's your sign? Yeah, like how do we <laughs> interpret the world in the same way mm-hmm. so that we can... You know, what What happens when things get hard? Because when things are easy and you're both making money and the clients are coming in and everything's peachy, 
there are no problems. There's never any problems mm-hmm. in those times. You know, yeah. you get to know people when money is at stake and mm-hmm. and at risk of mm-hmm. getting lost or something. Got it. You know, yeah. so. That, and then I think one thing that can set the standard, and I know Natalie, you've always said this too, is have clear communication, clear um, clear standards of what you expect of this person. And I'm huge on email or documenting it anyway, whether it be like with Salud, we use um, Slack or an email. And like with, you know, there's just also so many things that happen. So like when I email Hilda something, even if I tell her, if I say, oh, make sure that you reach out to the insurance broker, I'll say it to her like in conversation, like because it occurred to me, but I always follow up with an email. Hey, mm-hmm. be sure to reach out to the insurance Real broker. Real annoying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it does two things. It will bring it back to her memory yeah, when she's that's, actually that's working. Mm-hmm. And two, it gives me that thread of like, I did tell you to do this, mm-hmm. and this was on your responsibility plate. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we, we agreed you were the one that was going to do this, and exactly. you didn't. So, like, if it does not get done, then it's like, this is on you. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think that, that that's important. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm just taking it all in, right? So, I think I think everything that you're saying is true. I love just finding the similarities between business relationships versus any relationships. It's mm-hmm. like... You know, the first meet cute and the click feels nice, but you do have to figure out what is the criteria and then what's needed to make it a long lasting relationship. Because like with any relationship, there will be ups, there will be downs, but do you want to just get through that journey together? And- right. And so I think I think it's super important. I think clear communication is absolutely key. I think it one thing that I, I did want to maybe question was the idea of different values and the example that was shared, right? So there's the person who's like, I'll do anything at whatever cost to make it. And then maybe you're not that person, but is there value in having people you may need that, person. that are different from mm-hmm. you no. to compliment, right? I agree with that. What I mean is more of like that would, I'm saying if you're not aligned with that, right? Like, Got so mm-hmm. that goes back into like introvert, extrovert. So like if we're doing a business where it requires sales, and I'm not a person who does well with interacting with people. So, yeah, I'm going to try and um, get Fine. someone mm-hmm. who is comfortable mm-hmm. in speaking with people and enjoys it and that's their thing. But we both need to know that we're going to be honest. And, like, for me, honest, honesty and integrity are huge core values of mine. So, like, whoever I bring on, I got to know that they're going to do these sales, but they're not going to lie to the person about the product. Mm-hmm. They're not going to steal, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, go do that. But don't take advantage of the of the customer because mm-hmm. that's not aligned with my core values. Yeah. You know, so, that's what I meant by that. Got it. And then the other thing that I'm thinking of is like bring because now relationships as a whole are in are in my head, like dating is tough right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wonder like in the business world, how are people meeting others? Right? Because now everything's a swipe left, swipe mm-hmm. right. I was old school. I met met my husband drunk in the club. Back when it was easy, but now, you know, dating and finding your partner is really hard. And I wonder if that's translated into finding your business partners, especially during a pandemic. 
I absolutely think it has. And I think what the solution has been from what I've been seeing is that either a lot of people are doing it alone, which is fine. And in that doing it alone, they've either been going into like mastermind groups, which is really cool online. Um, a lot of I've seen a lot of like women's mastermind groups because you're a solo entrepreneur, let's say, but you need you want someone to just bounce off ideas uh, with and there are other solo entrepreneurs. I know Sarah does like a round table. Yeah. Um, I think that's where it is in getting into those spaces of that are business oriented. Um, maybe it's not really to find a business partner or not. It might just happen. I think it should all happen naturally. And I say that in the sense of the best businesses that I've seen have truly been because they've happened, like they met naturally, right? It's not yeah. like a forced thing. You hear all these stories about like, how people. How can you help me or that type Exactly. Of thing. It's Got been it. very, so going into like women's mastermind groups, uh, and I say women just because that's the network I'm in, just mastermind groups in general. Can you break um, down what a mastermind group is? A mastermind group is essentially you meet, some people charge for this, which I don't know how I feel about, but that's here, there, there. Some people charge for this because you're almost paying into the network, right? So they'll meet once a month and you kind of rotate and talk about either an issue you're having. So let's say we're all different entrepreneurs and I come to this group, it's either to like vent, ask for help, do all of these things. And in the network that's in this group for an hour, two hours, we talk about either a topic or we say, okay, uh, Hilda, I actually do know someone that has a vendor that they can help you and like you mentioned you needed help last time. So it almost, it's like a little group of advisors, mm. but also people that you can have, since you don't have another business partner, ask opinions on what you're doing. Because as a solo entrepreneur, that what I've seen, like it's a lot, it's really difficult. You can second guess yourself. There's a lot of imposter syndrome. You may not just have the network. So that helps you tap into it. But I've seen businesses come out of that because there'd be like two people who are like, oh, I'm actually building a educational startup too. And like, Maybe we should merge forces. We've seen each other now. We've built a relationship after a year of going through this program or yeah. whatever. And a business comes out of it. And I think um, right now what I've also been seeing is a lot of online networking that's still happening. It's getting hybrid. There are events people are going to. Um, and from there in those moments, I think it is having you as an entrepreneur having that criteria set up of what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. So that way when you go. Same way like dating, be like, oh, I'm looking for somebody that might be interested in these topics as well and see what happens. Um, I just don't think it needs to be forced because, one, I don't think everyone needs a business partner. Um, I don't think that's necessary. Yes, it's easier. It could be easier. But if that's not what you're looking for, that's okay. Two, having the criteria, going to these networking groups um, is a really great way to start meeting people now and building that relationship for any potential business you might be interested in growing. Um, and the last thought before I forget that I wanted to mention is so critical to do that if you're going to get into quote unquote bed with somebody is because if you're really thinking about creating a business that's like going to change the game that you're in or do something larger, it's going to directly affect your employees. It's going to directly affect whoever you're working with because that person now has business decisions. Yeah. And if you find out that they're treating their employees, but God forbid there's sexual harassment things like you had no idea about, like it's so important. Yeah. To do your due diligence. Got it. I have another question. Go for it. So, and I really when do you... Sorry. <laughs> so early and you out of coffee, you should... Chug it. It's because of the hangover. <laughs> what you need is water. What we need no. is bagels. <laughs> I need a bagel spot on call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 
Um, so no, my, my question was, you know, we're talking a lot about in this one, like the solopreneur finding their partner, right? When, when should, when is, when does, propose? when do you propose? Yeah, when, not just when do you propose, when do you know that you're ready for a partner? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd like to hear what the audience has to say for that. Um, we, yeah, I've never, I've never brought in a partner. I think that it was always something that we started as a partnership. So I'm not sure, but maybe when you feel like there is something that you can't offer and you need a strength and, and the customer is needing that. Mm-hmm. So you need to partner up with someone that can offer that. Mm-hmm. Or if the I think that would really for me right now, that's the only thing that comes to mind because if the work gets too much to handle for you then I would first choose an employee to, yeah. to delegate delegate to over another partner. I would say it really depends going down to the business aspect on your strategy. If your strategy is to be the sole owner and get employees, then that makes sense. If your strategy is because you need to um, grow your company and someone might have more network and you need to bring them in, or you want to hire, what if you hire too many employees and you need a COO or you need someone that's going to... Or like an HR person. An HR or person, yeah. or, which can still be an employee, correct? But I think there is a benefit in business partnership to help make those bigger decisions. And sometimes I think that's where it kind of, when you kind of start to feel it. It's like, you know what, it would be great to pass this to somebody on this very high level that can also help me grow this strategy. Yeah. And I, all of this to say that I'm not saying that business partners are not the way to go because I actually really enjoy having business partners. Oh, I think hey. that it's great. That's me. <laughs> but like, before we started, no, even with Savvy Sector, before we started it, it was, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, we want to do it. And I recall, you know, okay, let's just get started. Let's just do the paperwork and do it and... I remember clearly telling Natalie, no, like, we need to sign a contract. Yes. This is what it's going mm-hmm. to be. And I know she was a little, like, awkward about it. But it's like, we need to set, set the standard and the legality of it mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is the expectation. And we're hoping everything goes good and everything's great. And I think we find a rhythm. But you never know what's going to be mm-hmm. there. So it's, or orient Protection yourself. for both. Speak, speak to a lawyer. It's and like a prenup. Everyone. Yep. Exactly. Like, understand what yeah. the understand the, the the seriousness of what you're actually embarking on it's, it's not a just commitment. it's not just like a project mm-hmm. that you yeah. guys are going to work on you know yeah for sure so another question yay <laughs> i'm so good at when people ask me questions <laughs> so no i how about investors right Ooh. so different type of partner yeah but i think you guys have um this has happened to you all before and Believe it or not, this has happened to me before, too. Mm-hmm. When someone comes in and they want to be your partner, mm-hmm. but you're not even thinking about yeah. bringing in an investor or partner and they're coming to you, like, and there's different types, right? So for those out there, there's silent partners, there's equity mm-hmm. partners, mm-hmm. Um, there's equal share business partners. How, how do you guys approach those situations? Like, when people come in and they're like, I love what Salud's been doing for X amount of years. We'd love to take part in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you grapple with that? Because there's people out there that maybe have something really big on their hands. And I totally. know that you guys have been approached plenty times for your, your formulas, your recipes, all those types of things that go into the products. 
how do you say no? I when, when like... We've always just said we're not ready. Because we're we weren't ready, ready though. Because it didn't match, it yeah. didn't match the strategy of where we wanted to grow and how we, like, saw it. Like, I think it's always important. One, as a learning, for me, it's always been important to have the conversation because I want to see what's being offered. That doesn't mean I'm going to say yes immediately. Yeah. I'm like, let's talk. Let's go to coffee. Let's figure this out. And and just to be like, all right, so this is what this is now the value add that I may not be even be seeing. So I can then leverage that into my strategy to figure out what mm-hmm. I want to do with it. I think that when that situation presents itself, yes, it's a fantastic opportunity, but I think that you really do need to do some introspective looking and say, Am I ready to be accountable? To someone who lent me their money and is just expecting a return on their investors, yeah, you know, perspective. You need to really have your stuff together. Like I know people who are still buying clothes on their business card that do not have to do with you know their their business. Their business. Their job is not selling clothes. They don't know how to you know like or just people who are not running their business properly. They may not know and then want to get into you know investors and it's like once you do that. You are balls naked. You know what yeah. I mean? This this person's going to want to know everything about you, criticize everything about you, and, and they, they are in the right to do Yeah, so. they have the yeah. reality you know? in it. So unless you're ready for that exposure and you are like actually doing things correctly, do not do it because you're going to set yourself up for, for a problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, Got it. That. Not that it's, yeah. Not that it's a bad thing. Just like yeah, really just examine be, it. Yeah. You have to be ready for that. Absolutely. And for us, it's always like we've never really been ready to give up any part of the of the um, authority. Again, I think if anything, I've learned from it a lot, and I'm like, oh snap, this is a this is a business opportunity in our own business that I didn't even think about because mm-hmm. someone else pointed it out. And I'm like, thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> thanks go, for sharing. Gonna go run. Gonna go run with that. Not that it's in a taking advantage. I'm like, thanks for noticing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now let's go build on our side. I think those are the things you can do. So, like, just to wrap it, right, the most important thing is, like, take your time, go slow, get to know someone really, really intimately as much as you can by doing these, like, smaller projects, get into the circles of networking and and reaching out to people with that criteria of what you're looking for in Mm. a business partner if you're looking for a business partner. And I guess the third one is, like, really know your own strategy and how you see yourself growing because that'll definitely dictate who you're going to bring on. And get the prenup. Get the prenup! <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So word of the day is, I don't know, we've said so many words. What would you say? What would <laughs> no, you say? Be, uh, be aware of, of who you are and be aware of who the person is that you're going to bring into. Before you marry them. Yeah, to so your awareness. Business. Awareness, I guess, yeah, is my totally. Awareness is key. All right, Definitely. awareness. I like right. it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, ladies, for this conversation. I'm going to get more yes. coffee. And thank you for <laughs> listening. Thank Happy so Savvy Saturday. Stay yeah. savvy. <laughs>